boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're going to be talking about a very important, chilling and developing story that we have going on in the world right now in the Middle Eastern country of Afghanistan. In recent weeks, the Taliban has taken over the country due to the United States Special Forces and the Army leaving the country after almost 20 years of being engaged in a war over there. So today, Paige and I thought we would be giving updates on what's happening over there, what's really going on, and we just want to give the discretion to all our listeners that This is a developing story. New things are happening every day. So please just keep that in mind as you listen to this podcast episode. So as always, listeners, make sure to go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. As we mentioned, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot going on in the Middle Eastern country of Afghanistan. The Taliban, which is a militant Islamic group, they've seized power after the U.S. was set to complete its withdrawal after a almost 20-year war. These militants have been storming all over the country. They've been taking over major cities and establishing their own power within the country. And so as we see, a lot is going on. It's been a long 20 years of this war that's going on in the Middle East. And so there's a lot to unpack here. So Paige, the situation in Afghanistan, like we mentioned, it's been going on, on for a long time. And just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen kind of a devastating fall, sort of a devastating outcome to this 20-year struggle. So what's really happening over there right now? Yeah, I mean, I think for people in the U.S., we weren't that surprised of the withdrawal of troops. Is that something President Biden has said on the campaign trail and has said for, you know, his whole time in office that, you know, we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years and, you know, pulling out was kind of always the plan, but I think what was a big surprise to everyone was just that troops are being pulled out and how quickly the government fell in Afghanistan. I mean, these U.S. troops spent 20 years training the government's troops and really trying to make the country stable, and the fact that they make this announcement that they're leaving and it falls this quickly, I think was sad and and really shocking that, you know, like that, it was taken over by this radical militant group so, so quickly. And everyone's scared. I mean, the Taliban, you know, isn't a democratically elected government. They've been known to be violent, oppressive. So I think it's really scary for, you know, U.S. citizens that are stuck there and for Afghanistan citizens, because you really don't know what it's going to look like being ruled under this militant group. What, What about you, Ian? I mean, were you pretty shocked how quickly, I guess, they took over? I don't know if shocked would be the the word necessarily. I think uh, I think quite a few people saw this coming. I think what was more surprising to me, and again, not surprising because we're talking about politicians and foreign intervention. When things come to this, it's it's often a mess when things end. And so I don't think I was so surprised at how quickly it fell. 
I think I just was I just was kind of shaking my head at the way that that the U.S. withdrew from the country. You would think that after spending 20 years and spending trillions of dollars to invest in this country, being able to form their own democracy, their own their own government, that's good for everyone to have the forces to be able to fight off the Taliban. You would think that after all this time, these would be attainable goals. And we saw that in a matter of weeks, the Taliban just came in and swooped in and took over control of everything. And I think what was most disappointing is is just the way it was handled. I, I'm sure you've seen the videos or heard of the videos of people clinging on to the airplanes at the Kabul airport in the capital. People were falling to their death trying to get onto airplanes that were flying out of the country. You know, the U.S. also made promises to a lot of people who, who worked with the U.S. forces during this time. You know, interpreters, government officials, translators, other people like this, guides to say that, if you work with us, we will provide you with a safe haven in the U.S. when you need it, and that they were going to provide them with visas and a safe place. And the U.S. just basically took their troops, said, see you later, good luck, and flew out of the country. And so all these people that you know were helpful during this time, they're stuck saying, what happened? I just got screwed, basically. The U.S. said they'd help me out, and now I'm stuck here. And they're fearing for their lives because you know that they're on a list, right? The Taliban's got to have a list of people who are working with the U.S., people that they want to retaliate against. So we're not just talking about being unhappy. We're talking about potential, potentially deadly outcomes for these people. Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. And yeah, I mean, these people have a right to be afraid. I mean, as we know, on Friday, there was a suicide bombing. You know, it was an ISIS terrorist attack on the airport of people trying to leave Afghanistan. And, you know, 13 U.S. military soldiers were killed, dozens of Afghan citizens. So it's just horrendous. And there's actual violence going on. And, you know, um, hopefully it won't continue. But, you know, President Biden said as of Friday that the U.S. withdrawal will continue, that, you know, this terrorist attack will not stop the, the deadline of Tuesday, August 31st, to withdraw troops. So you know, hopefully things go smoothly until then. They're also afraid that they're going to reimpose very harsh Islamic law that they had in place before. Um, because just a little backup here for our listeners, the, the Taliban actually were in charge of Afghanistan from 1996 to 2001. And during this time period, a lot of rights were taken away from especially women under Islamic law. So Women were barred from going to school, working outside the home. They had to wear the completely head-to-toe covering burqa. They could not leave their house without a, a male relative. And the Taliban were banning music, 
cutting off people's hands for stealing things, just very barbaric sort of laws. And so people now are saying, now that the president has fled the country, the military coup has happened, and now the Taliban have taken over, they fear that their lives will return to this kind of oppression and that they might be killed for even small things. So the fear that the country is experiencing is it's just devastating. What's difficult about this situation is I think it was always going to be chaotic because you're talking about thousands of U.S. troops in a country that's not their own, who's trying to, you know, withstand the country's security. So I think it was always going to be tricky of pulling out when and how much and all that. I think what was most surprising to me was that, you know, the U.S. is leaving a country that's not theirs and the actual government fled their own country. (laughs) So that was kind of disappointing to see that you have you know the president of this country the the military who's who's paid to defend their citizens left the country and kind of left the citizens to just fend from themselves and and deal with this taliban just taking over and i think that was really disheartening to see just how quickly they were able to just leave their people you know reading some of the articles it looks like you know the government unfortunately had corruption and you know, not having the U.S. there anymore to kind of help out that I feel like it seems like in the reports that soldiers are feeling defeated and kind of just gave up on security. And that's why the Taliban was e- easily able to take over. And the images that were going around, you're seeing this militant group with AK-47s sitting in the president's desk. That's pretty scary stuff to see. Exactly. I think I think like you mentioned, the corruption was a big problem here in the fall, right? Because for 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 many, many years, there were billions or trillions of dollars pumped into the Afghan security forces in order to be able to defend themselves. And unfortunately, you know, soldiers would be, you know, siphoning off resources. There were a lot of things lacking for the army because those higher up officials were just being corrupt and taking that money you know, the morale of the forces, of course, that affected them. And so it was just kind of a feeling of helplessness as the U.S. was starting to leave and the Taliban began to creep in more and more. I think those soldiers just felt like they they didn't have a way to really defend themselves. And so that's why it just fell so quickly in a matter of days. And I, I think what's also a bit disappointing but not surprising to me is has been the U.S. government's response to it. Um, Joe Biden's trying to sort of wash his hands, I think, of the decision. He's been quoted saying that it could have gone a little bit better, but it's not terrible. He's trying to paint the situation as something lighter than it really is. Fair. I mean, I think the other thing, too, for listeners who obviously most of our listeners probably don't live in Afghanistan, that what is going on over there has implications all over the world, as the reason we were there in the first place was because of 9-11 and the rise of terrorism, Al-Qaeda, which was the group behind that terrorist attack in New York City on the, the two towers. And, you know, they were hiding out in Afghanistan. And so there's this fear that, you know, if the Taliban takes over, does, are they going to harbor more terrorists? And are, you know, U.S. is a big target, but, you know, any country really that is, you know, of interest to them could be a target if they're, you know, able to kind of gang their forces there and, and, and get numbers and spread. So I think that has world implications if, if that becomes of this coup in Afghanistan. And as you mentioned, Ian, with women, I mean, under their rule, as you mentioned earlier in the late 90s, you know, they were really oppressive to women. You know, we're now in 2021 where 
women have gained a lot more rights. You know, back then they weren't able to go to school and all of these kind of basic things they weren't able to drive. So that's kind of scary to just go back in time if that's what's going to happen. And you're seeing a lot of the news reports and, you know, the Taliban are saying they're they're going to compromise and, you know, they're promising all these things. But can you really negotiate with a group that just took over the government with violent forces? It's kind of hard to take their word that they're going to be respectful to women and have all these civil rights and, you know, won't harbor terrorists. It's like, should we believe them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, the the Taliban has come out and they've said, look, we are going to govern in a different way. We're going to allow more freedoms. Women can continue to have these rights that they have. Um, but like you said, because of their, their past and the fact that they're a militant group, it's hard for people to take their word, obviously. I think people are just very hesitant to believe them and obviously very worried about what's going to happen next. You know, like we said, this is really developing, so it's not super clear what's going to happen next. But, you know, like we mentioned, the Taliban said that they want to form an inclusive, quote unquote, Islamic government, right? They're holding negotiations with other politicians that actually are still there. They've pledged to enforce this Islamic law. But after all this time of being violent and oppressive, it's, it's again, it's hard to, to take their word. Another thing, like you mentioned, a lot of people are just asking the question, why would we be there in the first place, right? We, we mentioned that, but, you know, for 20 years, people have been kind of questioning, why are we still continuing with this, this effort? Is it really worth it? And I mean, I even have friends personally who, you know, I talked to when they were in Afghanistan on tour fighting, and they would tell me, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what we're doing here in Afghanistan, right? So if you have soldiers on the ground telling you, they don't know what, what they're doing there, what the objective is. U.S. generals even saying, we're not quite sure what we're doing here. Then, you know, it, it's a little frustrating to see 20 years of all that money pumped in, thousands of civilians and soldiers dying. For what? It's a very fair question to have, and I think we'll never know the answer, right? I mean, it's tough to say what could have been if we weren't still there. Would the Taliban just been ruling Afghanistan for those 20 years if we never went. So it is tough, but it does feel discouraging that all of this time and lives and money uh, when this happened so quickly. It was like nothing helped. <laughs> right, exactly. And like we said, we'll just have to see what happens in the next coming weeks and, and really hope that things um, really improve and won't be too devastating or harsh for the people of Afghanistan. Yeah, as Ian said, this is a very evolving situation. I mean, as of now, the president said most U.S. citizens and troops should be out of the country by now. We'll see if that, you know, comes to fruition and also just what will happen under this new government. I mean, they're making promises. They're saying they're going to be better and they want to create an actual civil government. We hope they stay to their word. But I think, you know, me and Ian and most people are pretty pretty skeptical so hope for the best i guess and just wait and see as always listeners if you get lost check out that audio guide and transcript online www.dynamicenglish.cl thanks for listening we'll see you next time coffee with gringos officially has over 100 episodes and we are among the top podcasts in chile and that's thanks to you but we're always working to grow our audience so make sure to rate review and share us Thank you.